Hello and welcome to the D&D Roundtable on the Tome Show Podcast Network. I'm your host, James Intracasso. If this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. If you've been here before, do me a favor, go give us a great rating on iTunes. It helps us a ton. Please use the affiliate links on thetomeshow.com whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. Got those holidays coming up? Before you buy those gifts, go to thetomeshow.com, click on the Amazon links, and then buy all the normal gifts you would for your loved ones. It doesn't have to be RPG stuff. You buying socks? You buying underwear? Go to thetomeshow.com first, then go to Amazon. Uh, you just click on the links in the show notes for this episode or any other, and then you shop as you normally would. All right, today we are talking about the closing of the Wizards of the Coast Community Forums for Dungeons & Dragons and for Magic the Gathering. Let's meet the panel and kick things off with our get-to-know-you question. What will Trevor Kidd do with his newfound free time? Dave Gibson, let's start with you. Individually sewing and stuffing the D&D Familiars line of plush monsters. <laughs> One can Which doesn't only exist, hope. but might soon. <laughs> I know, I know. I think if we tweet at them enough that we want plush D and D monsters, uh, something is going to happen, uh, and we will definitely see them. Uh, and of course, with us is James Hake. James, what will Trevor Kid do with his newfound free time? <clears throat> Oh, I'm going to give you a boring answer. Something he actually does. He's going to uh, he's going to run all of the D and D live streams, oh, and yeah. uh, and then tweet about it on Twitter and fill up my Twitter feed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. We should mention we're recording this right after Extra Life Weekend, uh, so <laughs> uh, we have seen a lot of tweets from various D and D personalities. And uh, new to the roundtable this time is Craig Hasis. Craig. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. How long have you been playing the game? And then tell us what you think Trevor Kidd will be doing with his newfound free time now that the WotC community forums are closing. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I've been playing. I was kind of a late bloomer, if you will. I turned 42 this year, but I didn't start playing until maybe late 90s, mid to late 90s, second edition. Um, nice. Got the, got the bug. Pretty much within three months of playing with my buddies, I started my own homebrew campaign, jumped right in. We played second edition that was late 99 third edition was 2000 so pretty much converted right away so i've been kind of running things ever since nice nice man well that's awesome thank you for coming on the show uh you know you and i have had a lot of very good positive exchanges on social media so it's great to have you here great to be talking about games with you hopefully this is the start of a beautiful podcast relationship in the meantime trevor kidd he's the community manager for dungeons and dragons what do you think he's going to do with his free time now that the forums are closed well since watsi seems to think that forums are an outdated method of communicating I think they sent him over to VH1 for the next series, and I love the 2000s. <laughs> Where he will undoubtedly talk about how great forums were in their heyday. So Back in the day. <laughs> you know, um, so that is great. I, I do want to talk about this. So we have uh, this announcement from Wizards of the Coast that they're closing the forums for D&D and for Magic the Gathering, uh, and they're going to be shut down on October 29th, so at the end of this month. And I want to know kind of how you guys feel about this announcement in general. You know, I think there's there's a lot of things going on. I've seen a lot of people say, it's because the ship is going down, WotC can't support itself anymore. I've heard them say, hey, you know, forums are dated, but I do think that if you go to sites like uh, NWorld, 
um, and Giant in the Playground and RPG.net. There's definitely still a lot of forum activity. Um, But but what are you guys thinking in general? How do you feel about this? How did it make you feel? And, And speculate with me a little bit. What do you think is behind this decision? We should say that Wizards themselves in their own press release put out that, like, you know what's really behind this is people aren't using this anymore and they're really turning to social media, Twitter, Facebook, uh, to get their news from us. Uh, so we don't find this a, a great way. And this is how people are talking about the game now. Um, so let's start with you, Dave. Do you agree with that? And, and how did you feel about this announcement? It's Well, it hurt a bit. It hurt a lot because um, I spend a lot of time in the Wizards of the Coast forums. It's one of the reasons I got into <laughs> blogging and writing, and it's probably one of the reasons I'm on this podcast now. And so it, it really felt like losing a bit of myself because I put so much work into writing and time in the community. Why it's happening? Well, it's like two years ago, they upgraded the forum system. And uh, I think they just went with the lowest bidder because it is terrible. The, the, whatever <laughs> forum program they have now is just, it is butt. It is not good at all. Um, and I think <laughs> that that drove a lot of people away and really stopped it getting used. Uh, that's one of the reasons I entirely moved from um, heavily posting on, on the Wizards of Coast community to N-World. Not because I really wanted to, but because the forum program no longer worked on my iPad, which was one of the main ways I was posting. I could not post anymore. It just didn't take it. So I think if, if no one's can you post and so many people are going to other sites because the program is bad, it's going to look like no one's using the, the, the site. And so they're just going to think about closing it. And of course, they're not going to admit, hey, we screwed up. Let's back paddle. And, <laughs> and if they did get some new software, it would have a similar effect to what they did the last time it updated in that it would kill all the existing links and make it harder to find the back content still doesn't help the community grow and live because there's there's so much archive content that that is just really hard to find now because it all turns up dead links. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think maybe you're right that it's not that forums themselves are dead, but perhaps that the Watsi forum is not getting as much use as it once did because their form is not as good as all of the other offerings that are out there. Uh, it's certainly correct. You know, I think for more comment on that, we should turn to uh, James Hake. Uh, James, you're clearly very familiar with EN World or N World, mm-hmm. uh, uh, depending on who you ask. I'm pretty sure it's N World, right? I say it both ways. I say right. it both ways. <laughs> All right. Depends on how, how fast I want to say it, how many syllables I need. What, do, what are your feelings about this? How do you feel about this announcement, and what do you think is the reason behind closing the forums? Well, it's it's very interesting. I came to RPG forums pretty pretty late, um, uh, maybe compared to some of the other posters on here. Uh, I wasn't really involved in any of the online D&D communities until the the fifth edition playtest was going around and at that point i uh i think i started on the watsi forums uh, just because that was the source it was obvious that dnd had their own forum and then i branched out to the google plus communities of which there are several i think there's <laughs> there's three that i follow right now and eventually i found my way to nworld and my experience with the uh with the different online communities that i came to is that Google Plus and N World were both 
they were both easier communities for for someone new to get into. I, that's that's the experience I had. Whereas Wizards of the Coast forums, uh, people are uh, they're very opinionated and they're not shy about sharing those opinions. Um, some might call it vitriolic, um, <laughs> and it, you know I'm sure I'm sure everyone has different uh, experiences on there. But my first time at Wizards of the Coast was uh, I was a little intimidated uh, by by the amount of passion that everyone had behind uh, what they were saying, um, and for that reason, I think, I think having a community that, that fiery, it makes it difficult for the community to grow. Uh, I think people, people are a little, uh, you know, once they test the waters and find that the waters are boiling hot, it's a little easy to back off and say, I'm going to look for a a more temperate climate, um, much like I did. Mm -hmm. So issues of software and stuff like that aside, I think, I think it's very, very indicative of the culture that the Wizards of the Coast forums were living in, that they decided to close it. Mm. And since, since I don't have as much, um, I don't have any skin in that game anymore. I never really uh, ended up hosting on Wizards of the Coast forums. I, I, I feel ambivalent about it. You know, I'm happy that more people are going to end world, but <laughs> I think, I think the, the real big deal with this is very much in line with what Wizards of the Coast is doing with their, uh, their fifth edition rollout strategy. Um, Instead of hosting a lot of forums themselves, having official sources, publishing a lot of splat books, on the other hand, um, they're not doing that. They're not, they don't feel the need to provide a ton of support themselves because they feel that the community is strong enough on its own legs to create things that can support it. You know, issues of not having an open gaming license aside and, you know, whatever people produce for fifth edition under the third edition license, you know, that's a, that's a different ballgame. But if RPG Net and Giants in the Playground and N World can create their own community, and if someone going on Google searches D and D forum and they can find those areas, I think not having an official source other than Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter, I think it works just fine for people getting into D and D in the 21st century, especially younger audiences who are uh, tech savvy in that way. Your point about the community perhaps on the wizards forums being a little more vitriolic is definitely one that I, I think I want to get into in a little bit. Uh, but before we do, I first want to turn to Craig. Craig, what did you think about this when you heard this announcement and what do you think is the reason behind it? Um, I got to say I was disappointed. Um, both James and David both made great points. I mean, James, when you're talking about you know, the amount of passion and passion can be used for good or for not so good. And especially in in this day and age of social media where everyone's got a voice and they use that voice for, you know, for good or for ill. I think what you were saying about, you know, being a relatively newcomer to, you know, D&D message boards and stuff like that. um, I've been adminning and moderating message boards since probably the early 90s to to the mid 90s. And I've kind of developed a tough skin to that kind of stuff. It kind of rolls off my back. But I can absolutely see, you know, I can see how somebody coming fresh in to something like that in an atmosphere where there's so much passion, so so many different opinions that you're afraid to speak up because you see all these different opinions on how the game should be played, what this, that, and the other. So in the sense of Watsi, I don't want to say the word outsourcing, but, you know, using other mediums to promote their 
their product so they don't have to and spend their resources to. I, I guess it makes sense in a business sense, but as a product line, I would think they would want to support their product more than they have been. And I'm not talking about splat books out there, the amount of content that's out there so far, because I happen to like their product release schedule. I just mean in the ancillary support, message board forums do things that the modern social media can't. Mm. You know, David was talking about the bugginess of the uh, of the forums, and I've I can go on for hours <laughs> like that. Uh, it keeps signing me out when I try and log in, and search forum is oh. non-existent. You, you oh. try and search something there, and especially with something that's D and D, where it's so rules based. And so many things you will need to search and look up besides from your player's handbook and the core books, getting others' opinions. You search something and you'll spend days trying to just find a particular topic. No, totally. That's not that's not from 10 years ago, you know, and, and two editions ago. So <laughs> I'm disappointed. I wish they would support it better. I by no means think forums are outdated. Yeah, I, I, I wish they would have kept it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have certainly, as a as a person who blogs a lot, I've gotten a lot of great feedback from that forum. And I'm also definitely going to miss the uh, character optimization uh, threads that happened in there. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, you I did am... not say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm not a I'm not a min maxer really, but I do mm. like my character to be competent. So it's great if I can go there and and peruse right. what someone else has to say and say, oh, you know what? I'd, I'd love to pull this from here and and this from here. And there you go. Now my guy's a little bit better at shooting a bow, and I can get back to role playing and that kind of thing. Um, no, I, I get it. I, I when I see posts about you know DPRs and characters who can do what <laughs> when, my eyes I. I look like that tony stark meme of your face when you know it's just like oh god i might i just glaze over and tune out when i start seeing math i'm like okay it's a d20 plus this i don't need to know what the best benefits are but those posts you know that but if that's your thing great go for it absolutely well, well exactly and it's not my thing which is why i like someone else to go do the work and then i can benefit <laughs> from it. you know what i mean like that's, <laughs> that's it. Uh, so it's that's that's really what it is um, uh, and again, when your search functionality isn't great, that makes it hard. Uh, Dave, go ahead. You wanted to make a point. It's, uh, we've been talking a lot about the D&D forums and focusing on that. It's also important to remember that the Magic the Gathering forums are also going away as well. Mm-hmm. And while it's, it's one thing to think about the, that in terms of how it's affecting the current D&D strategy, I'm pretty sure D&D is a blip when it comes to Wits of the Coast for the most part. <laughs> it's magic makes an order of magnitude more money and has a lot more customers. So if they're getting rid of the forums, I'm sure D&D weighs into it a bit because it's still a community, but I'm sure the, the Magic the Gathering aspect of it is probably also uh, a big deal. So I, can, I, I doubt it's just the fact that the, the D&D uh, forums are a cesspit of hate and violence. It's more... <laughs> Because the Magic the Gathering forms could be full of rainbows, puppies, and sunshine for all I know, but it's still being closed. That's true. I mean, you know, and and like any forum, if you visit any forum on the internet, there are going to be some people who are a little more vitriolic and uh and want to start fights and fires and that kind of thing i've certainly experienced that on every forum we've mentioned so far in, and on non-gaming forums too uh so you know I, I think everybody's got a little of that and i think every community also has its champions who are there to help people and engage in intelligent discussion and providing support so by no means are we 
trying to say that the entirety of one community is better or worse than the entirety of another community. Um, you know, but I do think for the sake of the conversation, obviously it helps to speak in generalizations a little bit. Uh, I, you know, I do want to talk about what do you think you guys are going to miss about the the Wizards form or the Wizards community? Was there something there that you could only get there and you couldn't get from the other forums? Certainly there were people who that was their main forum. You know, you didn't see them on other forums and that kind of thing. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Craig, let's start with you because it sounds like you've spent a fair amount of time there on those Watsi D&D forums. You know, was there something there that they have that maybe... N world or you know giant in the playground or whoever doesn't have well i can't speak to any of those others um i just i actually just recently joined n world because of this right so sure. i know and i've and i've browsed through Welcome. you know their their categories thank you their categories <laughs> and what they have to offer and everything and it seems you know fairly comparable to what watsi had mm-hmm. um a lot of the same know, people <laughs> yeah i've seen the same names my name's different i was i was singin on watsi and now I have to be over there at N World again because my name that I wanted was taken. But anyways, <laughs> um, on both forums, I've noticed what I go there for is just the wealth of knowledge from, I mean, DMs and players alike. You know, you, you just, I like I said before, I have no fear of, of jumping into the fray, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I'll post something no matter how lame it may sound just because I want an answer. And there may be some <laughs> repliers that are less than savory and some that are fine. Mm-hmm. But Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I just I just miss the the or I'm going to miss from Watsi is the amount of people that know what they're talking about. And when you ask a question, you'll get depending on what game style you have. You ask one question, you'll get ten different answers. Mm-hmm. You know, some want the raw answer, some want the RAI rules as interpreted answer. You know, and I'll just browse through them and pick what I think suits me and my table, right. which is what it comes down to. You know, the, the other thing I'm going to miss is I didn't see on N world and I'm sure they're out there somewhere is any kind of classified section, like looking for gamers. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, I found I've been playing since the late nineties and early two thousands. Well, in the early two thousands, when I first joined the Watsi site, I, I put in a, a request looking for gamers and the guy I found and the people I found are lifelong friends to this day. And we still game and communicate, you know, I think so many, so often people are saying, oh, I'm in such and such a place, but I can't find anybody to game. There's no gaming store near me where I can go to and meet other players. So they're turning to Fantasy Grounds or Roll20, which is great. But I, I think the classified section is really something that other sites may want to take a look at and offer. Where I've seen the most uh, classifieds going on, Google+. There's a lot of people who post looking for game on Google+, which is weird because usually when I think about that particular social network, it's, it's like, you know, it, people joke about, um, you know, if you're, if you're on Google+, you are, you are probably a Google employee. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely seems to be the redheaded stepchild of social media. Yeah, it, re- it really does. But it's, and it's, it's unfortunate because re- it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is great. And it, it's actually very surprising how strong of a D&D community um, there is there. Especially, there's a lot of people who um, are involved in do-it-yourself D&D, DIY D&D. Uh, some of the people who I've worked with on Insider, like Kyle Chenier, stuff like that, are super involved in the do-it-yourself D&D crowd. And that's one great thing about the Google Plus thing that no other forum really seems to have. 
Yeah, that I mean that is true. There are a lot of Google communities, Google Plus communities that have specifically within them a looking for other people uh, subsection. That's a great point. I had totally forgotten about that. Uh, Dave Gibson, it seems like perhaps you have found some classifieds on N World. Uh, gamers seeking gamers if you scroll down about halfway down the forums it's part of the industry and gaming business section but there is a gamer seeking gamers oh, forum God. yeah it is buried it is write that down and check it out there. <laughs> uh that's awesome that's awesome well james what do you think is there anything uh specific to the watsi forum that you would miss i'm guessing based on some of your previous answers that it's no well, um, what I would this is this is like a, a hypothetical, really. Um, one thing that I experienced when it was really early on during during the playtest is that there were people on that forum who were were really sad that Wizards of the Coast staff no longer seemed to be as active on the forum as they did before the the software switch, and. You know, I've, I have no idea why that happened or anything like that. But I think the one greatest thing that we lose by not having an official forum is, other than Twitter, of course, having the people who make the game interact directly with the people who play it. That's a real tragedy for me. And Mike Merles and, and Chris Perkins and uh, Greg Bilsland, all those people, do still... Uh, answer questions on Twitter, but it's, it's different because it feels like they aren't part of the community as much as they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that is a, you know, that is a really, really good point. Uh, you know, and, and it was great when you could get their ear and, and that kind of thing. And it is true. You can still get them on Twitter. Uh, and so. and one, one important point on that, um, in the business of industry rivalry is that the Paizo forums still do that. A lot of people who work at Paizo interact directly with their fans on the forums. Mm. Well, that's, yeah, there you go. It's a, another feather in the cap for Paizo, certainly. Uh, Dave Gibson, what about you? Is there anything specific that you think you're going to miss about the uh, community over at Watsi? So I've been weeding myself off for a while. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to say no, but it's, there's a lot I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss like being able to go back and look at some of the old posts and blogs. I'm having to try to save some. I mean, I've been posting there since 2003. I actually looked it up, and it's it's a wow. long time, and there's a lot of history there. Uh, the, I never really saw a lot of the Wizards of the Coast staff posting there, unfortunately. I was always kind of envious that Paizo had such a great rapport with their fans. But there was the occasional staff member. If, uh, if you'd indulge me with a little bit of storytelling here. Yes, I um, would. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, please. It's back when I, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I'm a featured blogger over in the uh, Wizards of the Coast site, which is, is something I miss. I'm special there. I'm a featured blogger, which happened <laughs> entirely by Trevor Kidd and an accident. Uh, and uh, at the time, someone was commenting on my site regularly, commenting my blog, a guy named uh, Who's Carl is his username. And I found out significantly later that was actually Steve Winter. Former editor, oh my gosh, <laughs> legend of the game, who was giving me regular crit, um, feedback. And I'm like, when I found that out, it's like, oh my god, Steve Winters, you know, interacting with me, and so, so I was a bit defensive of him of that. And after he took over as editor of Dragon, he got a lot of flack over uh, just the content, just because it wasn't uh, as heavy in the crunch, and he was just trying to transition a bit and still getting his legs. And I went on the forums and just like defended him a bit. <laughs> Mostly because I thought it, it, you need more than like two months to get your feet on the editor's position. Sure. And so I was like, well, this is not doing so well. This is going good. And I want to see this, this, and the other thing. And I gave that rattled up a bunch of stuff. And he actually private messaged me 
shortly after that going, that idea you said there, write it up and submit it for Dragon. Wow, that's awesome. And so that that became my first uh, written submission for uh, Dragon, Dragon 394, because the message <laughs> That is pretty course. cool. That so it's, awesome. it's something that's not going to happen again, because they're just not going to interact the same way. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Uh, you know, and, and along those lines, where are you guys now going? It sounds like everybody's gone over to N-World, um, and they are doing something great where they are, you know, you can just dump. <laughs> they have a, a forum right now, a temporary forum set up, where you can dump your old Watsi posts. Uh, they've set up some uh, a program, I guess, right, that, that helps you transfer anything over you want to transfer over. And then, uh, you know, all the admins over there are figuring out which form it belongs in and, and helping sort everything. Uh, which is I it transferring a whole thread? Uh, because I, I hope that big old Tarask thread makes it over. <laughs> uh, do tell about the Tarask thread, That's, please. Okay. <laughs> it started by somebody saying that I want to say a fifth level or whatever, whatever level you can cast fly as a wizard, you could solo a Tarask. Fifth level wizard. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> and it's now over 250 pages, I think. And I believe it's like 50 posts to a page. So you can do the math on that. DPR that. You know, and, and of various opinions back and forth, people saying it works, people saying it doesn't, this, that, and the other. I, I strongly urge you before that disappears. It's, it's a classic piece of reading as to what's good about forums and what's bad about forums. It's got. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. It sounds, yeah, it sounds like a, a case study for sure. So um, are any of you guys anywhere else uh, aside from N-World uh, at the moment? Um, I, I, I'm on a couple of Google Plus 5th edition, um, what do they call them, groups? Sure, yeah. yeah. Groups there. Um, I've got my own Facebook group. I just don't think that the modern social media, Google, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, has the kind of reach that a forum can because, and I don't know why wizards isn't just archiving this stuff and storing it for future reference. Sure. Um, because Twitter, a, you only have 140 characters. You've got to go into everyone else's tweets and then click on those and scroll through all the replies. And if something is searchable and just archived, I think it's a lot harder to follow a discussion. You post something on Facebook and if it's a really active community, it'll be gone within 10 minutes and you'll have to scroll down X, you know, for who knows how long to find that thread, regardless of how many replies it has. So, you know, for those kind of groups, I'm on those groups and, and those mediums and platforms. I just, I just think you can't get rid of forums. Uh, I'm super sad to see these go. Oh, um, I, I was going to, uh, address something that, that David said earlier about, uh, about Steve winter. Um, it's just like with the forums going away, it's, it's fallen back to the community to do something uh, about that. It's, it, it will never be as big and official as the actual editor of Dragon Plus swooping down and saying, hey, that's great, you should – or not Dragon Plus, of Dragon Magazine. Uh, speaking of which, Dragon Plus is no Dragon Magazine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But it's down to the community. And the unfortunate thing about it is that because the, you know, the community as a whole does not have the resources that Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro has in the era of the the dead 
print magazine of the, the, the paper magazine being completely gone, even, even insider, even insider doesn't have the, the, the clout or the resources to go around and say, Hey, that's fantastic. Uh, let's, let's pay you for that because we, we don't have that, that much of a reach, uh, still less than a thousand people subscribe to us, which is n- nowhere near the astronomical numbers that dragon had in its heyday. It's, it's four, five pieces a month. And there's, there's no real competition. There's, there's no other, there's no other magazine other than Gygax magazine. And that's old school stuff. And uh, I've seen some other ones. I saw something called the Spire try to do a magazine format a while ago, but even using Patreon, it's, it's such a, it's such a niche market right now that without the official support and especially without an open gaming license, it becomes impossible for the community to pick up that particular slack. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And you're right. A lot of people are nervous about what to do because they don't want to get shut down, you know, um, without an OGL. I think, uh, I think certainly those waters have been tested. Uh, thank you, Insider, uh, about, you know, uh, where we can go and, and that kind of thing. And it seems like nobody's seen the shoreline yet, if you will indulge this terrible metaphor for a little while longer. Um, <laughs> Because a lot of things have gotten smaller uh, with Wizards of the Coast in particular, um, particularly on this D&D side, uh, you know, they're not taking submissions anymore for anything, really, you know, um, and, and so it does sort of fall to the community in itself to do that. I will throw this out there. Uh, yeah, if it does fall to the community... Don't we therefore need a, a like a forum set up? Because then it's a great way to share those ideas and talk to each other and get feedback and engage in um, intelligent debate. Uh, it is. It is a catch yeah. twenty two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Well, if if the OGL hits later this year, like we all maybe have heard and it's rumored to be, <laughs> I think. Yeah, cross your yeah. fingers. Yeah. I, really. I think you're going to see a huge outpouring of community actions Mm -hmm. from all different facets simply because now people will be able to publish self-publish you know look at paizo and pathfinder that's how they started the third edition ogl so you know another though though for um though it is worth noting that paizo's association with dragon magazine was the reason they got the fan base that pathfinder had at its outset yeah because yeah, it's all this you'll see it'll, it'll, tail. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's all wrapped up. It's uh, such a small industry. That's that's absolutely why it's so tiny. It, really it is. is. As as much as you you know, you'll see posts from people in Iceland and Norway and all these D and D players from around the world. But in the grand scheme of things, it is relatively niche. Dave, what about you? Where where are you going to post and and talk about D and D other than the WotC forums and and world? Probably just Twitter. It's sad. <laughs> and my blog. But I don't uh-huh. want to plug that too much. But it's it's Twitter is such a poor place for discussion. I'm getting really disenfranchised with mm-hmm. Twitter as a discussion medium. It's great for just a little snippet of random non sequitur information, maybe two or three tweets of random stream of consciousness. But it has all the, the disadvantages of a chat room where you have to kind of constantly keep up with the conversation and reply quickly and then everything beyond a certain period is just lost into the ether but also with like character limits and the like and not um being able to filter a little uh, too much but also 
uh, <laughs> too little because you can really bog down your your bead if you want to. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. yeah it's it's pretty much just N World. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great site. Um. There's there's also a uh, Reddit has a pretty big community D and D community True. going on. True. RDD and, is actually a really good really good board. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I've been po- poking my head in there a little bit. And I, I know there's with RPG Net, but I haven't really dipped my toe in there either. Uh, Giants in the Playground, I think I'm registered there, which mm-hmm. is a much bigger forum than I, I thought until I was really started looking. But it's it's big. It's a really big spot. It's, there's more than just the, the Order of the Sick webcomic there now. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I would say the uh, forums are certainly more active than uh, the webcomic itself is sometimes. Um, <laughs> Ooh, <burn>. uh, <laughs> James, what about you? Where are you going uh, to uh, to get your your D and D chats and fix? Although you probably get enough of it uh, in your day to day, right? Um, N World, of course. Google Plus. I've actually ever since Fifth Edition came out, and I had to uh, stop using it to look for playtest updates and stuff like that. I've sort of weaned myself off of it. I, I make the occasional insider announcement there, and sometimes I take a look, but I don't use Google Plus as much as I as I used to. One thing, one thing that I just started is I finally have a Twitter. That's that's a huge oh, leap nice. for me. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's different from what I've done before mostly because of everything david just said so <laughs> disadvantages of a chat room with the character limit and it's it's interesting you know it's it's cool to be able to just shoot a message at chris perkins or you know whoever whoever works in rpgs on a lower on a on a less uh, wizards of the coasty scale like sean merwin or alpha stream or anyone like that it's cool to see what they're doing but beyond beyond that of seeing what they're doing <laughs> it's you know it's, it's it's not it's not a forum <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm probably gonna stick to n world and poke my head into google plus when i really feel like it but that's about it nice nice yeah well i mean it does sound like you know we are all turning to social media in in some way or another but uh i certainly will miss the watsi forums uh, i think uh time to go around the table and ask you guys uh, do you think it was the right call? Uh, and, uh, let's start with you, Dave Gibson. Ooh, hard. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has never had a lot of good success with software in their, their community. <laughs> I mean, uh, 2009, Ever, that big <laughs> Gleemax push that never made it out of alpha. That's when they started launching the, the blogs and the other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this, this last form upgrade in 2013 was pretty terrible as well. Weak. It's yeah. it's kind of, it's probably better that they just kind of set it on fire, close the servers, walk away. <laughs> it's sad, but it's it's kind of true. Don't fault their decision. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, and if it's a staffing it's, thing, right? Like they don't have enough people to be admins really anymore, and it does kind of make sense. Uh, as uh, as an example, uh, right after the the playtest came out, or sorry, ended playtest mm-hmm. ended. Um, late 2013, they announced a forum reorganization where they were going to shuffle the forums around and re, um, rename a bunch of stuff. And it just never happened. It's been two years and there's still the fourth edition general forum right there. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's not like it hasn't been moved to like the past edition forums or anything like that. It's still more of a fourth edition forum with like a little bit of D&D Next just kind of splashed on top. It's 
They just have not put the resources into it. It's like how it's the D&D basic rules for DMs will never be updated. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, Craig, what do you think? Did they make the right call? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I. it's tough because you can look at it from two angles. Are you a Hasbro bean counter and just looking at the bottom line? Or are you somebody that's invested with the community? You know, I can't imagine anybody invested that as an uh, a avid D&D lover would want the kind of limiting social interaction that Twitter has. You know, James, like you were saying, it, a, a lot of times you'll see things on Twitter that says, here, check this out. And they'll give a web link to another page. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're using Twitter. They're using Twitter to get the word out, but their redirect is to another page, which yep. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to have social interaction to where people can have meaningful conversations that are more than 140 characters, you would want to forums for that. Mm-hmm. So from a business standpoint, you know, like you'd mentioned with the cutbacks and from a number standpoint, especially with if they're seeing declines in poster activity, cough due to the laggy software, you know, cough, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I could see why the numbers went down and why they do that. I think if they had put more support into it to a better program, they would not have seen that decline and it may have affected them differently. Sure. But I I don't, I don't think it was the right call. I think you're going to need, you're going to need people because obviously people want to talk about it. They're going to other websites. Mm -hmm. It's not like communications just disappearing. Right. So (laughs) it, the, the want and the need is there. Yeah. So why they're choosing not to support it, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it is interesting because it is also happening with Magic. They, it's, uh, it must, they must. Yeah, and that's their big marquee, you know, even above D&D, yeah. their marquee product. Yeah, it seems, it's, it does seem strange, but it, it must really come down to, uh, you know, I like that assessment of like, well, maybe if when they had launched, they had launched or relaunched or gotten better software or, or that kind of thing that people would have stuck around and used them uh, more often. I think that's definitely true. Uh, James, what do you think? Is is this the right call? Outsider's opinion, um, <laughs> especially with, with magic being tied to this, it's, it's, oh, it's such a tough call. It's such a tough call because if where Wizards of the Coast is right now, the company right now, it seems like, the right move. They're making everything smaller. They're they're putting the onus of community on everyone else so that they don't have to curate, so that they can have a smaller staff. For D and D, makes perfect sense. For Magic: The Gathering, it's a little more baffling. But when it gets down to D and D, from a business. sense maybe it's the right call but if things like what happened with david and steve winter are no longer happening if they no longer have their finger to the pulse of D on their own servers mm-hmm. it's it's 
it's an odd call. If they, if Wizards of the Coast to find new talent has to go out and scour the web for it, uh, with, with things like their, their open call for adventures league that happened once, uh, put aside. Right. It's, right. it's a, it's an odd move. It's a very odd move. And while I'm, I'm happy that there's more traffic going to sites that, uh, are part of the community, that people who support D&D support D&D players. I don't know. I haven't been to Sasquatch Press or Kobold or Green Ronin or anything. Do those sites specifically have any interest in bringing in outside talent? Because it seems to me like if Watsi is going to all these independent publishers and saying, okay, we'll tap you for this adventure and what have you, it seems like that's where people need to go Mm. to get their work published with, whereas before, like David's example, Watsi themselves contacted you and said, you know, Hey, it's hardly Watsi. Well, (laughs) I I, I have some insight on this. I have some insight on this. Um, so before fifth edition and maybe fourth edition, I didn't keep up on the business of that one. They they went and they got a lot of individual freelancers to make small products. That was the way Wizards of the Coast operated, and especially under the third edition open game license. Now what they're doing is they're still doing more or less the same thing, but they're doing it in sort of a batch way. Right. Instead of getting a lot of de- uh, disparate freelancers, they're getting one group that's made up of a bunch of them to make one big product instead of a bunch of little ones. And end result, it's it's a similar but different product. Uh, and, you know, with no open game license, it's a, it's a different world. We somehow keep finding our way back to that. Right. right. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you know, Craig, you're right. Uh, you can submit. Um, uh, Cobalt is open all year long taking submissions for stuff, you know? Um, Especially for Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for Pathfinder. Uh, and they are starting to take some fifth edition of the world's most popular role-playing game materials, uh, <laughs> I think is is how it's phrased. Uh, is that right, James? You would know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was at a panel at uh, PAX, at Penny Arcade Expo, uh, over Labor Day weekend or just before it, uh, with Chris Perkins talking about, you know, his usual Art of the DM panel. And I asked him a question. Uh, I asked him if there would ever be any – because he, he submitted to Dragon Magazine in its earliest days, and that's how he got to right, his top gun position. Yeah. And I asked him if there's, you know, if there's any other way to get into that. And he said there are a lot of other products out there using the third edition OGL that advertised themselves as a fifth edition experience. And he didn't, uh, and he sort of tacitly supported the uh, <laughs> new, new free- freelancers trying to get into the industry uh-huh. uh, going that direction. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll see well, what comes and, out of that. So the answer is for all of us to form our own publishing company and just wait for it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're there's, yeah I mean, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst that could happen. <laughs> yeah. A cease and desist. have a bad game. That's right. Sounds like well, yeah. uh, Craig is the money man in this. Uh, <laughs> putting it up for us, so we're good. Yes, my PayPal is. Send all donations. <laughs> all right, guys. So before we go, um, you know, we've talked a lot about the community, and there was one member of this community in particular. In fact, he was all over a lot of forums uh, that, uh, Dave would like to give a special shout out to, um, and I can't think of a more appropriate time. So Dave, take it away. Let's see if I can get through this without tearing up. All right. It would be a crime to discuss the Wizards of the Coast community without mentioning Reckon. It was, uh, Mark Reckon Mork, um, Mornak. 
was a prolific member of the Wizards of the Coast community. He was a featured blogger as well. He was a master of constructive criticism. He was uh, great at um, responding to people in a fair, polite, and uh, upstanding manner. He was the best example of what a poster could be. And if I always said that everyone should try to aspire to be more like Rakan. Um, he was also uh, prolific on the the Giants of the Co- oh, yeah Giants on the Playground mm-hmm. site for the Order of the Stick webcomic. Um, he was he featured in Dragon at least once, and just all around great guy. He was because of his comments on my blog and reading his blog, it encouraged me to be a better writer and to try harder. And I think I owe my, everything I've written since like the late 2010 to him. He was incredibly influential and just a great guy. And in 2013, he passed away. Yeah. And it was incredibly sad. He was mourned by the entire community. This vitriolic place of hate all stopped and had a moment of silence for this one poster. And it's so I just wanted to dedicate this, po- um, this podcast and give him a shout out to him and his wife, Jody, and I believe his three kids or so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's worth noting that he was honored on the D&D newsfeed at the time. So this poster on the community was shouted out to after his passing. And in Ghosts of Dragonspear Castle, by the picture of the lizard man, which was his icon, there was a lizard man priest named Reckon in his honor. And he's actually even cameoed on uh, Order of the Stick. They named a character after him very briefly for a cameo. Yeah. So it just that's the kind of influence a message poster can have. And, and as much as, you know, we've kind of talked a little down on, on the bad side of things, there are many, 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 many people out there that whose opinions, you know, I've taken flack for stuff I've posted, mm-hmm. but it's been in a way that it's, I took a look at it and I said, you know what, you're right, or I can see that point of view. And I think far too often people th- see a post that's contrary to their point of view or that maybe questions what they're saying as an attack. And that's just not the case. Sometimes it is, and it's pretty blatant. But more often than not, I've found personally that the people I've interacted with have been constructive and said, hey, take a look at it this way. And Reckon was was one of those guys. He, he would tell you, mm-hmm. you know, where the things you need to work on. But his words carried some weight because he didn't just tear it apart for no reason. He said, hey, did you think about this? Oh, well, you know what? I didn't think about that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so good, good call, David. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, as you said, Dave, a great example of what a great community member should be. And also a reason that, uh, he will certainly be missed. And I think that these, uh, boards will be missed because, um, you know, other people certainly strive to follow his example. And, uh, you can certainly, uh, read about the character who is named after him in order of the stick and check out the ghost of dragon spear castle, uh, adventure. And in fact, um, we'll link to this in the show notes, but, uh, Rich Burlew, the guy who runs uh, the Giant in the Playground website and writes the Order of the Stick, um, actually posted an update about uh, this poster, Reckon. All right, guys. Well, I think that is going to do it this week for the roundtable. Where can people find you, James Hake? You can find me on Twitter at James J. Hake. And you can also find me on uh, the Tumblr blogs uh, with the same handle, jameshake.tumblr.com. 
Excellent, excellent. And of course, you can always find James. He is the editor of Insider Magazine as well, uh, which mm-hmm. is a great resource for 5th edition, uh, especially in light of the uh, lack of 5th edition resources at the moment. Thanks so much. Thank you for the work that you do, sir. Uh, and uh, Dave Gibson, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter when I do post there uh, at, at the Indie Jester. You can find me on my blog and webcomic, 5MWD, where there is some 5th edition stuff tucked in every now and then. And I am on Insider, which is awesome. Yes, yes. And uh, you should check out Dave's webcomic. It is very funny, and I get many laughs twice a week there. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much for that, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and, of course, Craig, Roundtable Newbie. Where can people find you, yes, Craig? Sir. Well, if you're so inclined, although I don't know why you would want to, but if you're so inclined, I'm pretty much the same on all platforms, Facebook, Google+, Twitter. It's my first name and last name, Craig Hasis. That's C-R-A-I-G-H-A-A-S-I-S. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to interacting. Yeah, man. He's a great person to interact with. He'll end up on your podcast someday. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> he is a cool dude. And everybody, uh, we want to know what you guys think about the forums closing down. So be sure to reach out to us. Uh, you can find us at thetomeshow.com in the show notes for this episode. You can leave us a comment or at facebook.com slash thetomeshow. Ironically, we do not have our own forums, uh, but maybe you could talk about us in one of them, uh, and I will do a search and try to find us. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, you can find me on Twitter at James Intercasso. That's at J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. Also, you can check out my blog. It's all about Exploration Age, the 5th edition world I'm building over at worldbuilderblog.com. Okay, everybody, thanks for listening, and thanks to Craig, Dave, and James. Special thanks to Jeff Reiner for letting us join the Tome Show lineup, and thanks to Sam Dillon for getting this podcast out there on the airwaves. Our theme music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by Eric Michaels. Don't forget to go to thetomeshow.com and use the affiliate links whenever you shop on Amazon or D&D Classics to help support the show. And if you like the show, go rate the Tome Show on iTunes, like us on Facebook. All right, keep on rolling, and keep on listening to The Roundtable.